Uh, hello, hello. Welcome to yet another episode of American Dudocracy. Sitting here smoking cigars, fired up. We've got Dave with a scenario cigar. Good morning, Mayor Dave. <laughs> Good morning. This uh, scenario cigar is, <laughs> folks, we're laughing. They're laughing at me because this thing is shaped like a bat. I mean, it's even that long, too. It's, it's the Monica Lewinsky special. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's smoking a cord of wood over yeah. there. <laughs> as long oh, as you're armed, Dave. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I was told that I was holding the lighter incorrectly because I couldn't see the end of it. So anyway, it's Angle a great morning. Dave, Dave needed a spot to be on with his lighter. I feel like Mongo. I need to stick my face in the fire to light the thing up. So, uh, Well, cheers, Dave. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Dwayne, cheers. Matt. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Well, fellas. I guess with that introduction, <laughs> oh man, we are uh, officially like full on winter, um, cold weather, bomb cyclones. I remember when those used to just be called snowstorms, uh, bomb cyclones going off everywhere. <laughs> Sounds scarier when it's called bomb cyclone. That's right. I get a well, the didn't, fear. Didn't they you. name this one? You know, I, I don't know. I thought they... I thought somebody had, had had read that they had named this one. I I can't remember what it was. Uh, some kind of a storm. Oh yeah, but uh, they, they it do doesn't that surprise now. me. I've noticed that too. They they name all the mm-hmm. storms now. It's not just a storm. It's it, bomb cyclone Edna. No 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 no. It's <laughs> it's a bomb cyclone. They. Oh yeah yeah. Forgive me. Yeah sorry. yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta. That's right. You gotta be appropriate. <laughs> well, fellas, I guess you know. We've dabbled and talked about having a kind of a bullshit session regarding investments and talking about the market and maybe cryptocurrency and, you know, just kind of general BS. Um, I think it's it's important at times, you know, reviewing some of the things, because one of the things I'll start out by saying is up until a couple of years ago, I didn't really know Jack when it came about when it came to investing and kind of how the market worked, the different options and the things that are out there. I didn't know the difference between a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, uh, a 401k, like all this stuff. And just through conversations and talking and actually meeting with a professional and having him kind of explain things. And and wow. Um, you know, my early years, I always thought a savings account, a savings account was the way to go. And, and really, um, that just causes you to lose money with inflation and point, especially with point inflation. 0.01 nothing percent yeah. interest. Yay. Yeah, yeah. When you're gaining <laughs> 0.001% interest and inflation is 3.5% normally, and the last few years yeah. it's like 35%, uh, you're just losing money. Mm-hmm. So, all that being said, guys, I guess now with inflation and things being stupid – Yep. Now is probably an even more important time to maybe look at some different ways of investing your money for the future. That's right. So maybe rebalance your accounts a little bit if needed. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh cryptocurrency. <laughs> maybe we should start with crypto. <laughs> Hello. Crypto's kind of fun, you know, it's it's a fun interesting world. I think uh it's come a long way 
from what the intention was of it being, you know, the whole Bitcoin craze, the the idea behind Bitcoin, right, was supposed to be a decentralized currency that was different than the central banking system and could kind of cross borders between wherever, like a Bitcoin was a Bitcoin no matter where you were. And it wasn't part of the centralized banking system. So it kind of was like a kind of an off the grid, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, currency that you could use underground and, you know, taxes. And it kind of gave you some of these loopholes. Well, as it gained momentum and over the years, the last few years, um, it has just kind of became the same thing that it wasn't supposed to be, in my opinion. Maybe that's not a fair assessment, but uh, I guess what are your thoughts? You know, crypto has been pretty volatile the last several years. So I, I want to preface my opinions on whether to purchase or not with crypto by saying it's insanely risky. It's it's all over the board. This stuff is people have lost millions in the last six months, year on crypto. Just, I think it, it peaked out uh, when last summer everything peaked, right? It was good. So if you bought before last summer, you saw your crypto accounts go skyrocketing, right? But ever since then, it has been down, consistently down, 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 down. Just look what happened here recently with the embezzlement. (laughs) Of course, going to nowhere. Friedman. I mean, (laughs) sorry, I'm laughing at Dave's cigar. My bad, Dave. (laughs) No tangible. There's nothing tangible about crypto. That's right. You know what I mean? Dave needs a tripod for that thing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I'm holding this with both hands, you guys. My cigar. My cigar. I am. So yeah, it's like, support. this is like. <laughs> that this thing is. looks like it cost a Bitcoin. <laughs> it's bigger than the Bitcoin account. That's for sure. Dave had to, to get a permit to, to get a lighter for that I thing. I have to be careful where I move this so I don't just, you know, burn somebody here. <laughs> right. We're sitting 10 feet mm-hmm. apart and Dave's trying to burn us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I, okay, keep going. I completely just interrupted and bombed your thought no, process. No, no, buddy. no. It's I'm along the same lines with Dwayne because you know just the just the embezzlement portion and the deceit behind what just happened here recently from this guy getting extradited from uh, what the Bahamas now. Yeah. Was that was that yeah. where he was staying? I think he's in a prison down there or something. I, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, man, they, I I'm very very hands-off i know just a little bit about some mm-hmm. of that so I, I don't have enough to really speak intelligently a, l- about. a lot of it was being i mean it was being slush funded basically for uh the democratic party i'm sorry but that's what that's what the articles are the headlines are saying so you know what's odd is i was involved with a uh, something i had to sign up for for a company that i was looking at called metamask you guys hear that Mm -mm. anyway it has in order to get signed up with this deal and uh i'm still learning about it but it's an app you have and it's basically a digital wallet Hmm. so think about this you got a digital wallet you can't carry it around it goes with you and supposedly is highly encrypted highly protected uh nobody can steal your money that's in there but who's behind it is what I'm asking. But it's it's weird because uh, the way it was explained, I was reading some of the, uh, uh, you know, what is MetaMask? And it's a blockchain technology. And 
I don't know about y'all, but I get really nervous when it comes to uh, some of this stuff because I feel, you know, coming from the background that I have, which is years in uh, uh, in church and Christianity and, you know, what the future is going to be holding, there's, there's just so much to consider when you start signing up for this stuff because what it wanted to do is it wanted to read my face. It wanted my thumbprint. It, I mean, it wanted my, it wanted to read my face before I could uh, even sign into this stuff. So, you know, in, in dealing with uh, and learning about AI, it's scary stuff. So I kind of had to back out of a portion of this stuff and, and let it drop for a bit. Because yeah. Honestly, I'm, yeah, this is sketchy, sketchy stuff. If you've been following what they are saying is happening with AI and how, a lot of the uh, streetlights will become cameras. They're doing that in Canada already. And uh, it's reading faces. It's reading habits. And we could go more into depth with this, but I'll hand the floor over. No, it's so so the crypto, like what Dave's talking about, and I'll take a stab at it here. Because again, I'm not, not, real, not real familiar, but familiar enough um, to maybe speak a little bit about that. So the digital wallet. Uh, right. So the idea behind a, a crypto coin, I guess the way that these work, to my knowledge, is it's it's a code. It's a created code that identifies whatever that coin is, if it's a Bitcoin or Ethereum or a Binance token or graph or whatever these different coins are, there's a code. And the original code is what you're buying with you purchasing that and they're calling it a coin. So if I want to buy a Bitcoin, basically I'm buying this code that I own the original code of. And then just like an email, like if I were to send Dave or Dwayne or you guys an email and said, Hey guys, blah, 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 blah. And then one of you guys were to forward my email you can tell that that email is forwarded. It's not the original because it adds a little bit onto the email. Mm. So from a digital footprint, you can tell that I'm the original owner of the email and you have now forwarded my message. When you dig down into the actual um, codes of each digital thing. So it's the same thing with, with uh, Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is there's supposedly a finite amount of these codes out there that are originals. And that's what a Bitcoin is, as each one is a code. So when you hear people mining for Bitcoin, they're basically out trying to figure out what these codes are. And if they happen to luck into one and find an actual code, then they've basically just mined a code out of the digital world. And now they own it because they have the original. Right. So anybody that comes after them, they own it like it's a tangible thing. <laughs> well, it's funny, but no, yeah, you're yeah. right. It just <clears throat> and that's part of the yeah. that's part of the digital, the wallet thing. Right. And that was my I'm like, well, how? So my caveman ass, I'm like, well, how, how does how do you hold? Can, can I bury it in the backyard? Yeah. yeah right. I'm like, how do I hold my Bitcoin? Open up the safe and put it in there. And and it was explained to me like the digital wallet. Right. So so here's. So I had to understand first what a Bitcoin was. It's a code. It's this whatever code. So then I get to own that code. And I can't physically hold it and put it in my pocket because it's a digital code. 
But if I have a digital wallet, like Dave's talking about, I can move that code from the active internet or the active digital world, the internet, computers, whatever, connected, whatever. I can put it on this digital wallet, which is basically like a USB drive, and it's removed from the digital world. Now, people can try to copy it, but then you can tell it's a copy. But if I do that, it's called a cold wallet because it's non-live. It's detached from the internet and the system, and then I have it in my pocket. But in order to play, you have to understand that security. So if you're going to pull digital currency into a digital wallet and disconnect it from the digital world, then you have to protect it. And the only way to protect it is like Dave's saying, you have to have scans and thumbprints and super duper like lengthy passcodes so you can log back in. Now, if you lose those, you're screwed. There is no amount of hacking there. They can't hack into them. And that's the purpose, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like a physical dollar. You can't hold it. So there's people trying to hack that. And that's part of the worry with all this digital currency is if it's all owned and it's all out there in the digital world, it can, who knows what can happen. Right. There was in fact a story about a teenager, I think it was, who had owns like $200,000 of Ethereum or Bitcoin or one of those big ones. And he forgot his password. <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> and what? He has no access to it. And that's right. <laughs> and it's I mean, gone. I yeah. Mean, he, he, has, he owns it, but it's. Where is it? See, you know, I have access to in, it. In, in order to, uh, to sign up for this deal, they gave you, or I'm sorry, they gave me like 15 different words and you had to spell them right. All in the same sequence, this, that, and the other, lake, sky, bonanza, whatever you want to call it, Mongo. Big deal, dude. Mongo, cigar, you know. <laughs> so Log. But if I if I misplace that, I'm totally, totally screwed. But yep. it is a bizarre a bizarre world I don't understand yet, but I know where it's going. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And and that's so the growing concern with crypto, right? Is that. So Matt, just the just to recap a little bit, so you mentioned the the unique identifier, the code. You kind of talk specifically to Bitcoin, but I think that applies to pretty much all cryptos, right? Is it do they all follow the same process, the same formatting? I, I do believe, yes. Yeah. And and the reason why Bitcoin is used as the example is because much like dollars and the gold standard. Bitcoin essentially is the digital gold of cryptocurrency mm-hmm. because it is it is the original standard yeah. and it is the most secure that they found. So they're basing all the other digital currencies using Bitcoin as the backer because there's a finite amount. It's the original and it's the most secure. So everything else is kind of compared to or backed by Bitcoin. So yeah. Bitcoin is essentially the digital gold of the currency world. So I, <clears throat> I just have a quick story to tell on the the coins if I can real quick. Yeah, heck yeah. So I, my experience with, I started doing the Bitcoin a little bit. I did it for fun, right? I did not, this wasn't an investment strategy that I used. I had just some fun money. Some gambling. Say a thousand bucks or a couple thousand bucks, you know, whatever. And I threw, I just went random with it, right? Because I don't know anything about it. I don't have the time to dive in each one of these and really find out exactly what they're worth. So I just went through and picked a bunch of different things and put 
you know, little bits, you know, money at each one and just to see, add it up to a little bit of money. So one example, my favorite, this comp- this thing called Dogecoin, right? It's a thing now, right? But two and a half years ago, whatever, when I started buying this, I didn't know what it was. No one else knew what it was. And I bought 10, over 10,800 shares of it for $30. 30, it was 0.0002 cents or something like that. So $30 bought me 10,800 shares of Dogecoin. Dwayne did good. (laughs) Dwayne's buying the beer. This this $30 back when it peaked, it was $7,500 from $30, right? Well, now... Now it's it's only at eight hundred and ten. Now you might owe them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thirty to eight hundred still. still. I still yeah, <clears throat> it's still way up, right? It's gone up tremendously. My return is seven hundred eighty dollars <laughs> so far. Wow. On a thirty dollar thing. Now that's the one example I could point to that that's still up. I think most of them are way down now since then, right? But. Yeah, super risky, and it's all about timing, and it's all about hype, right? Hype drives this. Since there's, it's an intangible, there's nothing really there. It's just the hype, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's just, is that really wise investment on something that's purely driven by hype and by there's, someone yeah. spinning it? Oh, hey, all these, you know, McConaughey or whoever was doing all the ads and, you know, or whoever it was. And, that's right. And that, that was driving people to buy it. Well, it's falling apart right now, so... Yes or no? Where are you guys at on a vote for for crypto for 2023? Starting off right now, either continue to invest, hold it, hold it, sell, or maybe you buy more of it. Do you guys have thoughts on that? My, okay. All right. So without muddy in the water um, <clears throat> and going into a long spun off bullshit piece, uh, I would say no. I think crypto is going to continue to burn in 2023. I think people are understanding what we just said. Yeah. And it's if you're in it and you've made a profit, I would advise cash out, run, and invest it into something tangible. Um, that's my my quick down and dirty. And we can continue bullshitting about it after. But, yeah. Dave, what do you think? Well, I agree 100%. You know, <clears throat> I have that app, Robinhood. And so... For, I don't know, six six months or so, I forgot to even check it and noticed that I missed my high. So, I think <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I put some play money in there and uh, was experimenting just like Dwayne was saying. And, um, you know, I'm pretty much even with where I was uh, when I first started. But, um, no, I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to gamble in that field because it's like Matt says, it's really not tangible. And, um, but on the flip side and talking to another gentleman, that's, uh, uh, kind of a friend of mine, he is really talking up XRP, which he feels like, um, he's, he's a little more involved with that digital world. And he talks all these big words that are more than the, and, and, and a, which I don't understand. (laughs) Okay. Uh, After those three words, I don't get it. But anyway, he's he's basically saying that the uh, XRP is being touted as kind of the worldwide um, digital coin or digital money. 
in the future and it's, it's not rolling yet there's things that are happening to get it together but still i mean <clears throat> you can't eat digital money you can't spend really necessarily digital money and i know that the government you know biden's big push is going to digital which there's a purpose for that the fed coin fed coin yep coin <clears throat> you know yeah. what's odd yeah. about that whole deal is i kept thinking okay i got to check this out i got to check the us uh, digital currency and it still had the same you know $1 to it that <laughs> it always has it's like well sh- damn this isn't going anywhere <laughs> you know yeah. but it it's not supposed to <laughs> but exactly it's an interesting thought because it's to go all the way back to the original intent of a, of a cryptocurrency was to be decentralized. And now it seems to be being morphed into the new centralized currency. So it's, it's not at all what it was supposed to originally be. And I think that's going to be the downfall the stock markets. You know, that's yeah. why the market's reflecting the way it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People are like, this isn't at all like, to sum it up kind of quickly, I think right now it's I would view it more of a pyramid scheme where if you get in and, and one of whatever you get in on gains a little hype and a bunch of people throw a bunch of money and you cash out and you make a little money. Basically, you just you just rode the wave and cashed out. It's like a pyramid scheme, um, social, social fun thing. It, it's it's like gambling online, dude. Yeah. The, the game stock. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. It's the the digital digital bro and it's you know it's kind of fun like I said you can get in there and throw a couple hundred bucks on whatever and you you might make four or five grand uh but now you know you have to pay taxes on all that and all that crap and so it's it's weird i don't know it's just it's sad i hear stories about people back when it was craze the craze things were going up and up and up right no end in sight people were taking out second mortgages on their homes that literally oh, people were taking buddy. borrowing money to buy Bitcoin. And I feel for those folks. Again, this is not a good, inv- a sound investment, right? Stay away from it as investment, you yeah. know, a little bit here and there just for fun if you want to have fun with it. But yeah, definitely not long-term investment. It doesn't but seem I, to be. I am curious about the GovCoin, FedCoin. I do want to see where that's going because I know it's going somewhere, right? There's going to be eventually some trend in that direction, which we're seeing right now. So how does that tie in to everything and where does that end up next year? Is that going to get a lot of traction next year or is that a few few years out yet? I think it's going to lose traction because of the people that have been burned with the current crypto currency digital currencies, which I'm thankful for because I, I truly believe once we go to a full digital currency, our freedom days are over. They are done. And I, you know, I I don't want to really pull us down that rabbit hole, but uh, I hope, I think 2023 they'll, they'll pump the brakes on that because people are steering away and the government cares about money and control. And if people aren't interested in it, they're not going to be able to take our money and have the control. So more people will fight it. Yep. It is where I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm thankful for that. Right. And even just, uh, oh, sorry, Dave, go ahead. So just on the, the savings account, we kind of started with the savings account, the 0.000 nothing percent, right? Well, money markets now with inflation, 
you're in the three, 3 3.5, 3.3% just on a money market account. Yeah. So that by far is a a lot better place to put some, park your money in the short term, right? That could change tomorrow. But as of right now, dang, that's real, really good interest rates. And safe. Yeah, it's ridiculous that that 3.5 is uh, even lucrative, but um, it's safety. Safety and CDs are going up. Man, there's, I saw a CD for 5%. That like a hundred grand minimum, but five percent mm. on a CD, short term yeah. CD. Wow, that that's huge. You know what's odd is this is just a little small detour. <clears throat> there was an article on on a gal that uh, you know, in the name of security, this is this is Japan or uh, I'm sorry, China. You know, she was talking about you know all of her. You know, the facial recognition in China is investing heavily into a lot of this digital stuff. And, you know, in the name of security, I mean, you're going to be more secure with all these cameras watching you. And I mean, this is a small detour from what we're talking about, but yet it's kind of going around to the same thing. But she was saying that, uh, you know, there was a uh, uh, good standing, good citizen score that she had to maintain social credit score, social credit mm-hmm. score. And you drop below, you know, you, you, it ranged from like 300 to 800 or something like that. She was doing about 700 and she said, she's a good citizen. She's doing what she's supposed to. And, you know, they, they give her a good, good citizen credit score. And this is some spooky stuff, folks. And of course, digital money has everything to do with this because it's all about, control in the name of security i'm so secure now master may i get my yard time master yeah master can i get an extra helping of beans master can i go get groceries now please please master (laughs) please can i I plug my car in and charge it now master can i actually have beef or meat or some sort dude that's scary. scary. That is scary. I'm not kidding it's it's coming well how secure is a prison i mean if you if you want to say that living under lock and key and security cameras and everything else shouldn't prisons be like the model place to look there should be no crime there should be no issues in a prison (laughs) yeah right only the guards have guns only the government has the authority only all of the police and the people guarding the criminals so it should be a perfect society Mm -hmm. doesn't but i Ultimate security, I don't, zero freedom. But I don't think that, it works that way. I think yeah, it's... That's odd because you keep hearing of people getting hung and shanked. I think prisons are and, kind of fucked up. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> There's a whole system in there of government. Yeah. Yeah. And control within that security, too, within that, that prison system. Yeah. Like... Mafia. I, I've been asking for a long time, and I just... Give me one program that the government runs that you would shine a light on that says, if I'm going to do this, this I'm going to, I'm going to follow their example. This is the shining example of a good program. Just show me one. There's, there's millions of them and there's trillions of dollars involved there. So they should have at least one. I haven't found it yet. Mm. Yeah. The, The closest, and we've talked about it, the closest would be probably, you know, security of our nation, Department our of borders, Defense, whatever. But how much waste is in that, right? A lot. And are waste. we really how secure are we? Right? We'd like to think we are, but mm-hmm. yeah, we've been our borders have been breached. 
before. Who's to say it won't happen again, right? Well, they're getting ready to be breached again if you're watching the headline news with the uh, border, southern border right now. It's a holy mess yeah, down it's there. Mess. It's but what really scares me, obviously, that's a big concern, the southern border, but just, just digital, right? Everything's going digital now, and they could hack into our infrastructure, yeah. take down our power grids, then what? Right? Yep. Then then it's out. I know that's derailing a little bit, but. No. Yeah. You know what's odd is uh, we're sitting here talking about this this morning, and uh, of course, my mornings are mostly, you know, 4.30 in the morning. I I mentioned that I was praying for you this morning uh, for your business things. But um, I asked God, it's like, who is they? Because, you know, who is behind all this digital currency? Who's the master manipulator behind all of this stuff? Do, do we really have any answers behind that? Yep. Yep. One need not look any further than the World Economic Forum and the there central banking you go. system. There you go. The money. Just, uh, I mean, you hear that a lot, follow the money. But, I mean, there's truth to that. Mm -hmm. Follow the money. Yeah. You can follow it right to the folks that are pushing down these agendas. And we talked to, we talked a bit about it, and it's worth mentioning again. Not NGOs, right? You hear the term all the time. Non-governmental organizations. So these are people that are not elected. They're not held accountable by anybody in particular. They're just formed and they have money and power and then they push their agenda and their opinions down onto the governments of the nations and the governments of the nations, including America, push their agenda. So are we are we free or are we ruled? Mm -hmm. And I know that's a uh, that's kind of a different discussion, but just just something to be aware of. They they are the ones holding the money see and and in a nutshell when i think of digital currency it, it looks like a chalkboard I, there's this big chalkboard in, in my mind that it says digital currency equals loss of freedom is everything that, that this shouts to me now I, I think to be fair again utilizing bitcoin bitcoin is not part of that and i think that's why bitcoin in particular is so popular because bitcoin was created by they they don't even know the creator there's some assumptions and that's what makes it what it is because hmm. bitcoin is a non they're, they're not part of that infrastructure that was what attracted a lot of the people who like me are looking at the government and they're like i don't trust you so that was the attraction to Bitcoin. And then Bitcoin gained some steam. And now you have, I don't know, how many how many different digital coins would you say there are roughly? I'm going to guess and say like 10,000 at this point. I don't know. There's, I don't know if that's high or low. There's a ton of them out there. There's yeah. so many, I can't even name them. So that's that's the caution. I think the barriers to entry are pretty low, right? The, yeah. We talked about Dogecoin a while back. I think they started, that, meme. they started that as a joke, right? That and Shiba Inu, like these are yeah, memes. Shiba, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You buy that crap at nothing. Point yeah, two, zero, zero, two zero, cents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have like three million shares of Shiba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when it hits. <laughs> I'm into it like 90 bucks. <laughs> I think I, I bought some of that forever ago. It was, uh, I bought into it with $300 as a gamble when it was, 
I owned like 180 million coins. Jeez. Oh, and it went up <laughs> and it peaked out at like $8,000. I was Whoa. like, wow, huh, not Whoa. bad for a meme coin. Who's laughing now? Did you cash out? <laughs> uh, allegedly, no. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, no. Says the Did man you hear that with big the brother? big Yeah. Do you hear that big brother? <laughs> no, my name is... Uh, <laughs> James Smith. That's we, right. We forgot to do the disclaimer. Matt. Let me, Can let you me give us the disclaimer, please. Let me introduce uh, my friend here. Is <laughs> <laughs> laughing the man with a big cigar over there in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, I got a scenario for you. <laughs> <laughs> no more scenarios. <laughs> no, it's you know the the digital thing is weird. So I guess to shift gears a little bit, um, stock market. So with things, the economy, the world, blah, 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 like the stock market is, is the other investment strategy. Uh, and I think I had, a, I had a friend tell me, and I love the way that he put this. So I'll repeat what he said. I didn't come up with this. Uh, he said, when you look at the market right now and you look at the last two years, we're coming off of the COVID hangover. It's like with all the free money and all the, oh, sorry, not free all the pre borrowed from future generations money, the government funded, <laughs> AKA taxpayer <laughs> debt. America just went to Vegas for two years and did a bunch of gambling off of money that was given to them by mom and dad. And now they got to pay it back with interest, heavy interest. And that's like this bubble in the stock market. And now we're on like the COVID hangover where reality sets in and we're like, Oh shit. People got to go back to work and you have to earn a living and you have to pay your bills and you have to eat and you have to buy gas and you have to go back to life. And there's not these checks coming in from Joe Biden and Kamama. And <laughs> and it's it's interesting because it, when you look at the market over a long period of time, just like when you look at the weather and the climate, if you zoom out and you look at the whole graph, you see that the market is almost right back to where it should have been without the big COVID Vegas party mm -hmm. bubble. And now people are panicking. Oh my God, we're losing. Like, well, it was so overinflated. Yeah. Like you can't expect that to be reality when it all this, I'm going to use quotes free because nothing's free and no such thing as free lunch. All this money went out and people invested it because they're all trying to be billionaires and the market ballooned and then it crashed, not crashed. It came back to reality. Normalized. So now we're, I feel like the market is finally, it's just under normalized. So right now I feel like the market is at a great place for those that have been waiting yep. to have a look and maybe do some investing. It, it's on sale right now. Now be Stop, careful. Yeah. On sale. But yep. be careful what you invest in because mm -hmm. we are in a recession, whether they want to admit it or not. Right. So that being said, you know, I would say if you invest and you're looking at more than just a 30 day investment, I, I think I think you'll be fine. So calm down. Everything's OK. Right. You know, we'll talk about this next, but the the housing market is following very similar trend. Right. So we'll we'll come back to that one here in a bit but yeah but yeah i agree things are normalizing now stock market's on sale now's a great time to put your money in the stocks yeah if you were 
if you were disciplined through the rest of this chaos over the last couple of years and you find yourself in a position, now could be a great time to set yourself up for the future because things are starting to become normal. And what's funny about that comment is with normal financing, financials, when things come back to normal, when you look around the block in the world, everything seems to follow. So there might be a little bit of normalcy coming, barring another catastrophe that's government created or driven, or if you buy the hype and some more bullshit, but just utilize the last two years as your gauge. What actually came true? What facts were actual facts? What truth was actual truth? And how much of that was bullshit? How much of the fear a was real? A lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we move forward as a society, please, I, I beg you, just look at the last two years. And as the next crisis comes up, react accordingly. I'm not saying ignore everything. But what I'm saying is the sky is still up. The earth is still round. We are still here. And God is in control. <laughs> yeah. God's in control. That's so. Right. You know, that being said, so the the market, I think, hey, it's time to maybe get back to normal. Invest in things that have value. Look at things that when you look around a room and you're like, hey, I utilize that. Maybe I should look into them as a company. Why do I buy that product? I buy it because it does what I need it to do. It's reliable. It works well. It's a Mm -hmm. good product. That might be a company to look into. Holy shit. Maybe not invest so much in the single stocks, but mutual funds yeah. and industries that are growing. Yeah, look I, at I like to all the different things. Sorry, don't right. go ahead. Yeah, I like the the four prong approach. You know, you have a growth, growth in income, aggressive growth, and then international. Right. So you want to put your money into you know a few different categories like that. That way, you're diversified within mutual funds, which are themselves diversified. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty stable. Yeah, now was, that was a great time to buy. Things are on sale. It'll come back. It Just will. look at the history, right? There's, we've got 100 years of history. There's always been down times, but the down times have always, you know, come out of that with an uptime, right? So bear markets turn into bull markets. It, it, that's just the way things go, right? Look at the entire 100 years. Dwayne just said the most important thing that I want to reiterate just like the climate. Don't look at the last two years. Oh my God, the earth's going to blow up. Look at the last forever. Right. So another way to put it is the only people that get hurt on a roller coaster are those who get off. Right. Yeah. So you're on a roller Wireless coaster right rolling, now, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't jump off. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Ride that thing. It'll That's go right. back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'll It'll tell you, right. uh, one of the things I'm looking at is, uh, you know, Look at AI. What companies are investing in AI? Because I'm telling you, it's it's going to be the future. Tech. I think so tech are, in general. The tech yeah, industry. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Drones. More, more techno- it's, it's in more and more of what we do mm-hmm. on a daily basis, right? Yeah. Yep. But look at it. You know what I mean? Like cryptocurrency is a great example. Like look at how much money has been thrown in there and lost. And look at how many people can't even describe what it is. That should be a red flag as you move forward in investing. If you can't explain what it is 
or what it might do or what the idea behind the company or what product it might bring, you might think twice before you just throw a bunch of money at it. Like just educate yourselves a little bit. And, and if I can learn it, shit, anybody can. <laughs> My caveman ass can understand some of that. So there's hope for everyone. I promise. <laughs> I got to take off both my shoes to count to 14. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you out there, Matt has six fingers and uh, toes on each limb that he's got. He's one of them. That's right. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> AI created <laughs> feral cat. Yeah. My digital mm-hmm. self says, uh, but no, and the housing market like that, that's another thing, right? So, yeah, so housing, so shifting housing. gears so, a little, so just to wrap up the stock. So thumb, we got three thumbs up for stocks. I, I that, that's a green light. I think the market is an absolute. Time. Yes. Yep. But like Dwayne said, diversify, yeah, educate, single stocks, diversify. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Get back to normal. Okay. Housing. Housing, housing, housing. Wow. As a guy who has had lots of housing in the last couple of years, <laughs> I've moved, sold what I thought was at the peak, bought, sold, bought just in the last two years. This wasn't intentional. This was just life throwing me curveballs, right? Yeah, I've, yeah, it's been a roller coaster, right? Things are going nuts right now. But people are freaking out. Things are going down right now at some level or, I don't, they're not really going down. They're back to what we talked about. There's a lot of parallels with the stock market. Things are normalizing. The housing price, they're still high, but look at the demand. Look at the the amount, the inventory. Yeah. People are trying to compare, draw parallels to 08, 09 housing crisis. Nah. This isn't anything like that, right? This is, this is not. From, from a 20,000 foot level view, it looks similar. People but get caught up into it. You just have to thing. dig a little bit to understand the differences. Right. So the numbers, right? In 08, there was there was a, a just a glut of houses out there, right? We didn't have enough buyers for the houses, right? Right. Well, that metrics changed. Now we still have, there's still way more buyers than there are houses available, right? The inventory is low. Well, we're in, there's more people buying. We're importing buyers across the border. Well, there's there's also. <laughs> Sorry, a, I don't want to. Stop, I don't mean to spend the chaos. There's everybody. also one state that's losing a lot of population there that are going to other uh, states, i.e., couple of them. California's number one, probably. New York, and, New York yep. number two. Yeah, but, so I look to those two as the indicator for the nation, right? Because once you really start to see California slump which we're not really seeing some counties I think are getting impacted, but there's still crazy high housing still. Okay. In both of those states, yeah. right. It's still insane how much a house goes for there. Dude, nothing's crashing. Like, no, like there's not Dwayne's big, saying it's not the 08 crash. Right? No. And again, with that one exception, look back at the hundred years of housing. Mm-hmm. Has it ever really gone backwards? Like it did in 08? No, no, that was the, that was a bubble. That was a government-caused bubble. They were giving loans to people that shouldn't have had loans. Yeah. And they were overextending people. That was the Oprah Winfrey Obama years. <laughs> you get a house, and you get a house, and you get a house, and we don't care how much money you make, and you just you can have two, and you get yeah. one. And, and then the bill came due, and everybody shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was 08 mm-hmm. in a nutshell. They left the taxpayers holding the bill. Yeah. Oh, well, bailouts. Well, you talk about the bubble. You know, even a year ago, people were bidding over 
asking price. It was a bidding war on most of these homes, especially here in Colorado. Um, and that's done. I mean, it's Bit of perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not bidding war anymore. So it, it has normalized here. I, that was very recent. That just happened like this summer, early summer, mm-hmm. late last know. 12 to 14. I said last 12 months mm-hmm. ish. Yeah. And that, that is a little bit more regional, right? Some regions obviously are more impacted than others, but as a trend generally, yeah, that, the whole overbidden for housing is is done as of this summer, probably. Yeah. But things are going back to the way they were. You know, houses are sitting on the market. If you're trying to sell, you're not going to sell it in, in three days like you were. Right. Or before it hits the market. Like there were some yeah, crazy exactly. stories. Oh, it's unreal. I think it's let me let me rewind the clock on houses a little bit, because I think it's it's I think it's purposeful to get a little perspective. So perspective ni- is good. 1980. Let's go back to the 80s. So in the 80s, uh, if you look at value of houses, you can look at, uh, you know, price per square foot, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw some averages out here. They're not going to be exactly accurate, but it'll get you in the ballpark. So if you look at a 3000 square foot house in the 80s, looking wherever that house, like here in Colorado, let's use Western Colorado. Uh, that house, a 3,000 square foot house in the 80s, probably would have cost you about fifty-five dollars to $65,000, roughly. True. Right? However, the interest rate on your loan was 13 to 18% APR. So, if you run a 30-year loan out on a $65,000 home, at 18% interest, you are going to pay more on that loan over 30 years than if you go back a couple years. So pause right there, hold those numbers. And you go back a couple years before all this crazy bubble, even in the bubble, screw it. Before interest rates went up and the average interest rate on the Fed was like 3%, 2.9. So under 3%. And you take a, that same home and you pay. 450,000 for that same home at a 3% interest rate over 30 years. And you run the math on those two loans. Yes, the initial purchase price in 1980 was significantly less. But in 30 years, you pay more money for that home because of the interest. You know, I want to throw another variable out there that I think might be worth considering. So income. Right. Let's do percentage of income to housing. Right. So back, let's take the eighties example. So 3,000 square foot house, call it 50 grand just to make it easy. Numbers. Yeah. Round number. The mean income back in the eighties was way less than 50 grand. It was what? 30, call it 30. I don't have this on top of my head. Apologize. Less than 50 above 25. So call it 35,000. Yeah. Call, 30, 30, I, I would 000. even say, let's just call it 25 just to be safe. 25. Okay. So, you doubled your income, so twenty five thousand a year. Double that, fifty grand. That for that's your house, roughly. So you buy two years worth of income. That's what you looked for for your housing, right? Well, fast forward to now, okay? That same three thousand square foot house, four hundred fifty grand now, five hundred grand. Now the the average income's gone way up, right? We're around sixty five thousand now. Yeah. So double the sixty five, you're at one hundred thirty. It, it's it, the numbers are not the same, right? That you should be buying a house that's around one hundred thirty thousand, 
if the stat if everything were to equate back to 1980 right but that's, by, that's not by that metric yes excluding the interest but, interest aside yeah, yeah just looking at your income to home ratio yep it's no no longer 50 percent, right it's way way beyond that it's almost three times that three and or four that, times and that's we've kind of normalized that right the the more you make the more you qualify for and that's the banks are allowing us to do that which i get it man i've got a a daughter my oldest daughter is just got a house and i think it's probably a little more you know i, I wouldn't feel comfortable at that age having a, a big mortgage like that but what do you do i mean you can't buy it gotta have a place first, to live first house mm -hmm. you can't buy one for two hundred thousand not right? not mean, anything you can really live in right in a neighborhood that yeah. you feel safe at right you, yeah. to, to get a safe neighborhood a, a thousand square foot house yeah you're looking at above 200 mm -hmm. yeah just over here right you're looking at probably three hundred thousand. yeah and what's for a little little house and i think to to look at those metrics and to run the calculations on the interest because you have to figure that in there and you have to look at a payment amount so yeah if you Yes, the the totals have morphed because the income has not matched what the value of houses has done. However, when you look at payments and when that interest is low, your payment is less per month. So that number still fits into the metric, even though the total loan does not. And that's where the interest button gets flopped on its head because mm -hmm. a lot of people a lot of folks, including myself at times, we do want to look back at those metrics and we want to look at those total numbers, but you have to dig into the ingredients to really get a good perspective on that. So I think as we move forward with the housing market, you know, all that being said, I think as we move forward with the housing market, again, it's coming off this like hangover of COVID pandemic where a lot of people had a life awakening moment where they're like, you know what? Work isn't everything. I'm going to move somewhere. I'm going to get out of the city. I want to go somewhere. I want to spend more time with my family, blah, blah, blah. I want to have kind of the American dream, if you will, chasing some of that. And they were willing to pay for that. So I think we, we have a bit of an emotional driven bubble where people are like a piece. I'm out of here. I'm done with this shit or taxes were so high, or they're starting to see some of the consequences of living in some of these, socialism socialistic places where the cost of living is astronomically high and that metric has become totally out of whack right like you look at new york and california you might make a hundred grand in california but that same three thousand square foot house is two million dollars right so I, there's just no way right completely out of reach for the normal yeah. folks yeah so hundred thousand dollars and you're in a trade-off park well so then you take those emotions and you flee california you sell that house for three million bucks you got a bunch of cash you move somewhere like here you're like holy crap i can buy this house for 500 cash i can buy two i'll buy five <laughs> five fifty so then the upbidding starts happening right yep, and it's exactly. perspective exactly so then it drives the market up here and then people do the same thing they'll leave here and they'll go to a smaller blah 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 and it repeats, repeats because the population just goes up. So I think the housing market coming off that same COVID Las Vegas hangover, mm -hmm. the bubble is starting to come down. The Fed interest rate is up because That's the government sucks at fixing yep. things. But also it's starting to pan out. Like, again, I'm, I'm starting to see flashes of some normalcy, 
both in the housing market and the stock market. I think they go together. Yep. So that's my my assessment, David. That's awesome. Well, I had a uh, interesting conversation with a real estate agent. Basically, uh, she was saying that the um, the market for 2023 looked like the interest rate was due to drop. You know, for let's say uh, April, May, June, somewhere in that time frame. But the problem is. What was odd is uh, she told me that about three weeks ago, well, two weeks ago, the feds increased the interest rate again. You know, it, it did take a hike here a couple of weeks ago. So not too sure what to think about all that. But, uh, you know, like Matt was saying, hopefully that bubble, the Las Vegas um, hangover, hopefully that that it will change. It will come down. But they were supposedly uh, going to be dropping that mid mid spring at some point even though they did just raise it here a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so I don't know what to think as far as that's concerned. But, you know, I've always looked at uh, relocating more, more or less to Grand Junction or, you know, another location. But right now I'm just going to huddle in. I'm just going to continue the, you know, I've got a pretty low interest rate on my home. I don't like being in a subdivision. But um, right now I think that's a smart thing to do is just huddle until things really break through. So you have a plan. So I think looking up the current Fed rate, um, I think the current rate just got bumped up to 4.5%. It is either four and a quarter or 4.5. On a 30 year? On a 30 year. That's the Fed interest rate. They raised it by half a point, uh, December, 2022 on December 14th. Yeah. Um, targeted range between four and a quarter and four and a half. So still, when you look perspective wise, you look at the eighties where it was 18. I think some of them got up into the twenties. I can't even imagine. Right. But we're still well That's under still that smoking good interest rates. When Comparably. You look at, yeah. When you but, factor in the perspective, but then you factor in the value amount too. And, and it's, it's like, Oh shit, you know, four and a half percent on a million dollar loan. That's scary. Uh, but you know, some flashes of normalcy. I think everything will mellow out a little. And I think, that's the good news, right? Barring some crazy whatever, and who knows where we're, what's going to come down. Again, use your perspective. Like how much of the last couple of years was bullshit, came true, blah, blah, blah. Like utilize that. Put that in your toolkit mm-hmm. and utilize that because you're, we just went through it and we're going through it. Don't sell yourself short by forgetting the lessons you learned because mm-hmm. Get off the hamster wheel, man. Right. Well, you don't know, extend. Oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I, I was going to ask a question. So throwing a kind of a scenario. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, let's you do have the scenario. No more there. scenarios. <laughs> this thing's last. How is that forever. cigar, by the way? Is, <laughs> it, really is it decent? Yeah, All right. It's good. Really decent. Is it, is it mild or is it strong? No, it's just right. It's okay. Just I saw a, the blue label. It's Hold just on. a big hunk. It's a big hunk to, <laughs> to, to uh, puff on. Now, I. <laughs> I'm a little, uh, I'm a little um, curious here because I haven't heard if any home mortgage is going for four percent anymore. I thought they were up in the six and sevens. Yeah, the Fed rate is one thing, but when you actually go take out a loan, they take in, you know, consideration your credit score, all that crap, and it, mm-hmm. 
when they see that you took out a second mortgage and bought Bitcoin and then lost your house, your Fed, your your rate goes up a little. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. I got you. No, gotcha. I, I think that's the basement. That okay. is, if, All right. All if right. everything is perfect, Dave, I believe that is, that's the absolute lowest yeah. you can receive. Okay. I, so I, then it, it just goes up from there. Okay. Yes, sir. Based right. on your individual. Yeah. Typically I was here in six and a half, seven percent for the majority of conventional loans. Which makes sense because- so. That's the Fed, and then you have yeah. the lenders, and you have everybody else trying to make their money, and the yeah. blah blah blah. So then the the rate goes up and up and up. Okay. So each entity can get their cut of the pie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and exactly. punish you for being a consumer. <laughs> exactly, but don't worry. Nope. Now, so I, you know, again, I think twenty twenty three investment wise, you know, again, just man, get back to normal. Back to normal and don't over leverage yourself on the the housing, right? So yeah. just sound principal advice here, get 20% down payment on a house. That way you avoid PMI, principal mortgage insurance. It costs you about a hundred, what, hundred bucks per hundred thousand borrowed. Per so month, that's, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty significant amount of money over time. But coming at 20%, you avoid that. Try to get a 15 year fixed. The rates are lower for 15 year. Oh you boy. Qualify for that. and. Try to keep it within like quarter percent of your take-home pay would be the the sound strategy for for homes, right? So that's that's the homes. Um, deals are starting to come about. You might be able to find some deals here and there. Uh, if you're selling, don't freak out. It's going to take a normal amount of time now. That's right, 30, 60, 90 days. That's that's still normal. S- that's still fast, <laughs> that's, honestly. That's yeah. still fast. 90 yeah. days to yeah. sell a house? Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. It was... House were on the market for a year, right? Like it'll be okay. Yeah. What about yeah. what about vehicles? Should we? I mean, should we talk vehicles? Well, Dave, I'd like to hear Dave's thought on uh, the Teslas and the the plug and drives. Yeah, Dave, I know you're a big fan of those, EVs. So. Well, since I'm a, <laughs> EV, since EV I'm a uh, Biden fan, I think <laughs> the smart thing to do is go out there and uh, mortgage in a Tesla. You know, seventy, eighty thousand, maybe for a cheap one. Put your kids to work and mine to save that free electricity. Dave, you know you're, that you're saving the planet by buying. A I know it. I feel you know so that? good about this. Yeah. Any electric vehicle, paying a uh, you know forty percent more than you would a normal car is really a sound investment. Yeah. Just just caveat it with selling before all, the battery goes. Yeah. Before you need to replace the battery because that all that electricity is free, right? <laughs> It's as free as the money you were given by the government. Yes. It comes from a power line, which is, uh, it's free. Yeah. It, it comes from the, the plant. Uh, uh-huh. where does the, the plant, le- how does it get plant? to the plant? Well, I don't know, but it comes from the plant it here. It comes That's from a uh, current bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the current bush. So just a quick recap on the, the vehicles, right? When did you, when have you ever seen the price of used vehicles go up, go up? You know, we've had lots of just random weird things that we will probably never see again, barring some government jacking stuff up again. Right. It's pretty crazy. I very crazy. You know, in a nutshell, the only time vehicle, the only time I've ever seen used vehicle value go up is like collector vehicles. Right. And in the last couple of years that has just not been the case it's been like anything available which is kind of wild like question 
why, <laughs> why during a pandemic when all the business and all this other stuff was slower, why did everybody need new vehicles? That I goes back to that fear scarcity mindset, right? That that was the toilet paper yeah. from early 2020. And I'm right? just like, I'm just thinking through this as I say it, like I don't, the lots were sold out and I, and I get it. Like some of that is by design, right? There's leases, there's all these programs that come due and then you're, you're panicking, trying to change or get out of, or do this or do that. But there was like this weird, it was like this mindset where a lot of people just, I, I need a new vehicle right now. It's like, well, do you like a lot of people didn't then it was the toilet paper mindset i'm glad yeah. you said that yeah. that it fits perfectly it's like well i gotta get it before there's not one do you need it no but i i need it i i gotta have it i want it and now yeah. like to me like i i see a lot of vehicles at dealerships now like the the stock has came back in the uh, now granted the the pricing is crazy like a new a new one ton diesel pickup, like a hundred plus thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's reality. Like that's what it is. I don't know. So I, I, I'm hopeful that in 2023, we see that come down a bit, but understand that if that comes down, like that has ramifications, right? Like that will, if, if the value of those goes down, they will make less. There'll be layoffs. There'll be adjustments made at factories because it's a business. So there's going to be some give and take when those things correct. So just don't, again, don't be surprised. Utilize your toolkit over the last couple of years of what you learned. And when you see these changes happening, don't go into my hair is on fire panic mode because mm -hmm. then we'll create another bubble and like, spend that extra five grand on that vehicle yeah. that you didn't really need to. Mm -hmm. Right. You'd be better off to invest that five grand and plan for a successful future than panic buy something. Right. Like or, it's weird. Spend. Yeah. It yeah, was crazy is um, because there was a shortage on new. Don't you guys remember the, the used market was like on fire. Mm hmm you were paying way more for a used car and they, those were the hot ones on the market, you know, because number one, you couldn't get a new one. Number two, you couldn't afford a new one. You know I mean? Whoever was buying these new ones, uh, uh, hats off to you. But case in point, I bought a, a Nissan Xterra pro pro 4X or whatever. Uh, a year before I dumped a Hummer because it was just a very, it was a nice truck. I liked it. It was, it was a, it was a great rig, but I knew that it was way too much for what I really needed. Um, so I brought this, I bought this pro pro four Xterra and, uh, got my money out of it. Same money one year later during the hype of the used market. Mm -hmm. I sold it to buy something cheaper because right. I kind of had a feeling things were going to shell and I was able to uh, actually cash out and have no debt at all. So. I, know, I know lots of people that bought vehicles, trucks especially. Trucks went crazy, right? They bought, you know, half ton, three quarter ton, one tons, especially went just bazonkers mm -hmm. on the price. People bought it. They, they had these vehicles for five, 10 years, put 50, 100,000 miles on them, and they've sold them for more than they bought them for five, yeah. 10 years ago. Just insane stuff like that on certain types of vehicles, like the trucks especially, and I get it, the new stuff, the chip shortages, that was kind of 
crushing the new market, delaying it, driving the price up on the used. Yeah, just insane (laughs) what we've seen. But yeah, that again, that was the COVID bubble we talked about, right? So a lot of parallels to the other two markets. Now I think we're normalizing how you know pricing is going back to kind of where it was. So yeah, I think it's 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 prime for a little bit of normalcy. Now that normalcy, just like anything, right? Because every year, year over year, if you look at the whole time, like you got to zoom out a little bit, detach yourself from your little your little bubble and zoom out. And inflation year after year averages like three to three and a half percent. That means every year the dollar value will go down three to three and a half percent normally. The last two years, it's it's like 35, probably even closer to 40 if you factor in everything, which the government only factors in certain things because they suck. Like we know, like groceries and gas and all this stuff combined. So the normal is going to settle in higher than what it should have been just because that giant bubble in the middle it's still coming down, but it's not going to come all the way down because that would be a depression. That would be worse than what we're dealing with. So just hang in there. And some of the things you can do, get to work, get busy, start focusing on your plan for your life. Take control of your life. Here's what I want to do. Like Dave said, I don't really need to move. Maybe I'm looking around at my options. I'm just going to hunker down here and make myself successful doing whatever for the next couple of years until a better opportunity presents itself. Get your finger off the hot button. Like you, you can't yin and yang and zig and zag and be all over the place and then turn around and go, I want normal. Yeah. <laughs> your behavior is not plan. normal. Stick with yeah. your plan. But Matt, I need a rental house <laughs> right now. Houses are making people millions. I'm watching this, this, TV show and people are making them money on. I'm on things. social media and this influencer told me I need this, so that's <laughs> what I need to do. I need to have two rentals, <laughs> awesome. dude. Like that again. Yes. Part of the COVID hangover is because of social media. You see all this crazy shit. It's like the I want to be a bazillionaire overnight, so I invested in Bitcoin. I took out a second mortgage and invested in Bitcoin, and then I lost my ass. Well, in retrospect, what did? That one, that one person one that got in and made a hundred million dollars on Bitcoin. And now a hundred million people are going to try to copy that. Like it doesn't work, dude. That's like trying to play the lottery. Well, like Warren, Warren Buffett says it the best. No one wants to get rich slowly. Yeah. They all exactly. want it overnight. And, yep. and dude, if, and if you're going to play that way, that's fine. Just know that you're going to lose a lot more than you're going to win because you, it just doesn't work that way. And what I found is by the time you're hearing stories about people going crazy and just hitting it and all, man, this is on it's fire. Too jumping, late. You've already you, missed the you boat, have. right? The you're boat six cloudly. months, a year behind the boat, right? Yeah. You, it's done sale. Those man. people are telling about. you the story of the party on the cruise ship and you're trying to get on before it left. They're already cleaning up the mess. Man, that ship's mm-hmm. already crashed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they bailed out and it's sunk. Right. Yeah. What I'm telling a lot of my friends and associates is uh, even for 2023, I I know it's got to be better than 2022, but I would still just hang tight. You know, like Matt says, uh, both Matt and Dwayne, just be super careful with your investments. I mean, look at them like Matt's saying, you know, does it have actual value to it? 
but I would, I would huddle in. I wouldn't go in a lot of debt. Um, just watch what happens and seize the opportunity when you, when you can. But yeah, I would be a little cautious going into 2023, uh, for myself. That's what I'm advising my kids and my yeah, friends that, don't go buy a brand new car. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up the debt thing. That That's a passion of mine, right? Get out of debt. Mm-hmm. You got debt, man, dump that debt, right? Get, get rid of it. That's not, not doing you any good. Your, your biggest, uh, money making tool is your income and if you have that all tied up with on credit cards and how car payments and toys toys everything else you're, you're not taking advantage of that so yeah spend a little time researching and, and dive into it so one other thing i wanted to talk just real quick international where do you see this going i'm, I'm reading a lot on china china's supposed to be four times bigger growth than America is for 2023. Where's the hype? What's the truth? Where, where does that go on? You guys see, you know, I, I've believed for quite some time that China was on this crazy pace to just kind of take over. However, um, when you when you actually dig into some of the details and you look at some of the policies they've implemented, uh, focusing on just population, they're on a they're on a a crash a collision course for collapse. When you just look at their population replenishing, you have this huge percentage of workers, and because of their communist rule. They've implemented policies that have said you can only have X amount of offspring, boy, girl, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard that. Those are starting to come to fruition. And what I read uh, after digging in a little bit was they cannot sustain the course they're on because they don't have the workforce coming up through the the ranks to replenish to stay on the track. So they're going to suffer a fall. And whether that fall is huge or, you know, in the middle, I I think it's going to be a significant fall because just like, just like now, if we, if the three of us were in business and we're doing very well and our business is super successful and grow, 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 grow. And we're on track every year. We're, we're building it bigger, better, larger, more product. And then when we get of age where we can't run it and no one's there to step in, what happens to the business? That's what China's seeing. So I, I think that there's a a cautionary tale there where China has outgrown their own foresight potentially where they're trying to control so much that they're missing some of the detail. Right. And that's where I think is going to be their downfall. Cause you look at India, India actually is on pace with their population growth and they're taking over a lot of the manufacturing things. They're trying to take some of that over because China can't India actually is on pace to take over China and not a lot of people hear about that. And that's just something that I've dug into. So I think internationally, I think there's some checks and balances that are coming. And I think, uh, you know, the, the war in Ukraine and Russia and Iran and the trouble that they're dealing with, you know, I, I think it's it's very telling that a lot of the places that are going to have these very troublesome times are not free countries. They're 
they're communists, they're dictatorships, they're socialist, they're, mm-hmm. they're communist. Yep. So those places, you know, one person can't do all the thinking for everybody because that's one brain. Like, come on, man, America is going to continue to do better because we, we invite other people to do better and the freedom to do it. Right. So internationally, I think there's going to be some trouble. I don't think it's going to pan out like my mind told me. I think we are actually set up in a pretty good spot as America, as a country, but we've got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to get dirty and, and put in some put in some work. Yeah, and I think just the social unrest that comes from the communism, right? It, it's one thing to control it when you don't have you know, cell phones and media and to the access that you do nowadays, right? So people, international travelers, they get out, they see what they're missing by coming to America. I was like, whoa, you can... I mean you can do whatever you want over here it's just this is crazy this is way different than back home in china so the social unrest i'd be curious to see where that goes i don't think they're at a point where they can stand up to the government yet but i i do look at that for future <laughs> what's going to happen on the social there are you see people every now and then protesting and of course they get hammered down right but eventually mm-hmm. the mob's going to kick in and if they start taking freedoms and continue so yeah. i don't know what point does societies push back enough to where they overrun the government I, I don't know absolutely look at what's happening in brazil which is a whole different topic in itself my brother spent 30 years down there but uh you know in in kind of in support of what you guys are saying last uh about three or four months ago i sat down with my investment company and um what happened is it looks like a lot of my foreign markets weren't performing at all. I mean, they were really down this last this year. And I think that you, Matt, know who I'm talking about. But a lot of my domestic funds, the American funds and different you know mutual funds and so forth were doing very well. The energy market was uh, ro- very robust. Um, but I think I'm going to stay the course as far as that's concerned. I'm not going to do a whole lot of the foreign market stuff right now uh, for 2023. I think I'll stay pretty close on that one because it's pretty volatile. Like you're, you're saying is a lot of unrest out there, especially looking at, you know, like what you're talking about with China, you know, we're kind of at a war with China in some ways, technologically, if you will. Um, You know, I, I just think it's smart to, kind of stay put for a little bit yeah they're a they're a business rival you know i i don't war is we throw the word war out there a lot but they are definitely a business rival and i think economically um when each business is trying to overtake the other as far as market trying to corner the market if you will um i go back to i can only i can only think the way my mind wants to think and i, I think of like if I'm working for a business, i.e. if I'm living in China and I'm basically forced or told I must do, must, 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 and there's there's no ability for me to grow or I don't have my own personal want, I'm only going to do as much as I'm going to do to check the box. I'm trying to stay off the radar. I don't want to be in trouble, but I'm even if I exceed, there's no benefit. So I'm, I'm just fitting the filling the position i'm not being great i have no reason to do the best that i can 
So I, I think that that shift is a natural progression when you have a dictatorship or a communist party that's just basically, you know, whipping their people and saying, you shall go to work and you'll be there for 10 hours every day and you're going to work hard. And every time I look, you better be working. Well, sure. But you're not, you're not allowing Capitalism. them to be great. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different mentality. It's mm-hmm. not, you don't show up to work and you want to be there. You're there because you have to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a natural progression. I think that's going to be their downfall in my personal opinion. Agreed. Yep. So stay the course. Yeah. So I think stay the course. And, you know, my, I guess my final thought on all that is the way most of us have to crawl out of debt, crawl out of hard times is through sweat and sweat equity. That means you might have to get a second job. Been there, done that. Willing to do it right now. That means you might have to venture out and do other things that bring value. You know, there's there's lots of gaps in the world out there right now to be filled. Yeah. So increasing your income obviously is a big one, but also yeah. decreasing your expenses, right? Uh, cable. What do you need? Do you really need to pay that $150, $200 cable bill? Uh, no. Especially Dump to it. watch things like CNN. Yeah, exactly. Come yeah. on, man. Or even Fox News. All the news. The dude. Fear. If you're paying money yeah. to watch that garbage, bleh. Yeah. Reconsider. I kind of like Tuck, Tucker Carlson, though, okay? Well, I like him, too, but I'm not giving him any money. <laughs> <laughs> Catch the replays for and free. I, and I don't YouTube. have cable anymore. <laughs> I haven't had cable for a couple of years so, now. You know, I guess roll up the sleeves is what I'm saying. And there's there's a lot of benefit in that. Yep. It's not going to be super sexy. You're not going to be an overnight bazillionaire. But some of us don't. <laughs> you don't want to be that. Anyway. That's just mm. it. Who it. No one is. Right. There is no such thing as that. And the one or the few examples are the random ones that happen to make it. And yeah, but that that's that's the exception, right? Don't yeah. don't plan on that being the norm because mm-hmm. it's not. It's not going to make you happy either. <laughs> Anything so, worth having, it, it takes time. Yeah. Right? What are you willing to struggle for mm-hmm. that ultimately defines you? Yep. So. Paid for house. That's what I say, man. Focus on what's important. What do you need? 2023 is going to be better than 2022, I think. That's that's my prayer. That's right. <laughs> and it looks like we're going to wrap up an episode. Dave's yeah. got more than half a cigar left. <laughs> All right. I think he gave All up. day burner. All right. Well, fellas. Appreciate it, man. Good yeah, thank you, you so much. Thanks Very for good. listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me. American Dudeocracy. Peace out.